You are now entering an uncomfortable but necessary conversation with your host, Nicole Jennings. says that women need to be helped into carriages and lifted over ditches and given the best place wherever. Nobody helps me into carriages, nor over the muddy patches or gives me any best place. And ain't I a woman? Look at me. I have plowed and planted and gathered into barns and no man could best me ever. Ain't I a woman? I could work as hard and eat as much as a man when I could find it and take the lash as well. And ain't I a woman? I have born 13 children and seen most of them sold off to slavery. And when I cried out with my mother's grief, no one but Jesus heard me. And ain't I a woman? Welcome back to another episode of Uncomfortable But Necessary Conversations with me, your host, Nicole Jennings. I am coming with you today to discuss a new word, a term that's new to me that has been discussed in so many different ways that it's not necessarily, the word is new, the term is new, um, the use of it in my understanding is new, but the overall concept of it is not. Just like any other word, it's a word that I have been able to discuss in so many ways and on so many levels, but not ever really putting it back to a coined term until now. The importance of learning and continuing to learn and to continue to see things from a different perspective allows you to come into contact with things that you may have been talking about generally, but now you've kind of like completed the circle and understand it in a different way. And it allows me to have these conversations with you so that you can then have the conversations with others to continue on the conversation that is so important. And that is the individuality of people and race and religion and class and sexism and the things that are really crippling our country that need to be discussed and addressed and challenged. The thing that is important to note here is that Challenging things is not always a bad thing. Is it uncomfortable? Yes, which is why we're having this conversation. But if it needs to be changed and you know that and you're not challenging that, that means that you're a part of the problem, realistically speaking. And one of the things that I want to do is continue to, first of all, challenge you to have those conversations with those that are closest to you so that we can continue to build and empower strong. For me, I go all the way back to children because I am a mother. But if you're not a child or you don't have children, you can do it with the person closest to you. Everyone has at least one person close to you that either makes you better or you make them better or vice versa. So 
Again, it's a thing that is not necessarily comfortable all the time, but if it needs to be changed, then it needs to be challenged. And it is oftentimes seen as like you're coming for someone or they may feel like you're coming for them in their core. But realistically speaking, it's not a personal situation. So if I see something, for instance, let's just take it to school. I've got four children. If I see something that needs to be changed or challenged or maybe let's just look at it from a different perspective. I tell my kids all the time that, you know, no one likes to be told you're wrong. No, you're not right. That's not right. So if you really want to be listened to and heard, you have to bring it in a manner in which people are going to listen and hear you and hopefully see things from your perspective. Do you know everything? Nope. Do I? Nope. But do I bring a perspective to the table that maybe have been missed in previous discussions of whatever that thing is? Yes. Because if I don't, number one, have a seat at the table to have that discussion, I've been missed. Number two, if I don't speak up, regardless of the seat, I bring my chair with me wherever I go uh, and I unfold it and I scoot in. You know what? I don't even need a comfy chair because I'm not going to be here for long. I'm actually going to just drop this nugget of information and pick up my folding chair and go. And that's all hypothetical speaking, because if you quote unquote, have a seat at the table, you're the one that makes the decisions. And I'm not necessarily trying to make anybody's decisions across the board, but I am trying to make a positive impact on the places in which I abide, my family abides and, and we live and thrive because that's what I ultimately want for them. But Essentially, it's what I want for you and everyone listening, because your life intersects with my life on some level, whether it's through systems, policies. I mean, we live in the United States. I mean, if you're listening from the United States and if you don't, we're still connected because we're on the globe together. We are in this world. So whatever it is that is going on negatively that's impacting me is either negatively impacting you in some manner in form, or it is positively impacting you in some way, in some form in which your privilege now then allows for it to continue because you won't want to make that change because of the fact that it is now a thing that is going to be impacting your way of life and what is good for you. And so, you know what, don't change what's good for me, even if it makes things better for someone else, because I'm all about me in that space. And again, that's what is going on in the world today. When you have a system in place that is allowing for some people to stay on top and be on top and thrive, but then in that in that very system, it's still oppressing others. That is a system that needs to be challenged on so many levels. And those connections that I'm talking about, about the individual person is you're not just a white person. You're not just a black person. For instance, I'll take myself. If I am in the middle, think of like a Venn diagram, those circle things. And I, you put Nicole in the middle. The intersection of Nicole is every single part of me that makes me who I am, which is why I am not like the next black woman you see, which is why that black woman that you see is not like the next black woman you see. It is indicative to who I am and all that intersect into me. So the definition that we're going to work off of today, as you know, every podcast, we start with a definition, go through some things, and we have ending talking points. For us today, the term is intersectionality. It is 
everything that makes up who I am, but it is actually the term that acknowledges the experiences and the things that make up a person in their entirety. So their race, their gender, their sexuality, their physical ability, their class, and the list goes on. But when you try to diminish that, take that away, you're taking away a piece of who that person is. And the thing that is important to know about it is that it is, you know, right now, intersectionality is a thing that's coined a a theory. And it was coined by uh, Kimberly Crenshaw, who is a legal scholar and a critical race theorist. And actually, there's a book called Critical Race Theory. It's really good if you want a, a resource to read in regards to that concept. But essentially, it is every part of a person that needs to be considered because it's a part of a person that is either allowing for them to be oppressed or suppressed in some way, or that is a light of privilege in some way, like being a white man, like that is privilege, period. That's it. Bottom line. There's nothing. There's just that that is fact. I'm not saying it in a demeaning way, but it's fact. When you say black woman, that's two intersections of abilities of where people can see oppression. And then there is white woman in the two intersections of those. The only thing that really would oppress them in comparison to being a black woman is the fact that she's a woman. And so that's where the commonalities lie. And that is also where the oppression for the black woman and the white woman intersect. So that's what I'm saying in that way of understanding that we're all connected in some way because it either affects positively or negatively someone's like stature in what it is that they're doing in that moment. So that's why women can come together and be feminist and doesn't matter, you know, what color you are. But then, you know, when we start to add in various sectors of black women, um, black lesbian women, all of these things that are making this person up are the various methods of intersectionality that it's important to understand and to note. Closing out, we're going to end this podcast really simple. This is a term that not everybody knows about, and this is your opportunity to go and speak with them about intersectionality and the meaning and the purpose of understanding and how it is impacting your life and the lives of others. So a simple conversation starter would be, Hey, have you ever heard of the term intersectionality? You know, I was listening to this podcast and this really smart young lady named Nicole Jennings is telling me that intersectionality is yada, yada, yada. You fill in the blank because the best way to learn is to teach. So that is my push for you this week as we continue on with uncomfortable but necessary conversations with me and now you going out into the world. Until next time, bye-bye.